if you only collect cash under the mattress, you'll never win the game. You have to invest that cash under your mattress so that you can win the money game of life. Welcome to the Quiet Wealth Podcast, where we talk about money mindset, how not to be broke, simple step-by-step strategies to conquer your finances, and the entrepreneurial spirit that will get you there. Your host, Camilla Jeffs, has been a student of money for over 20 years. She started out broke and has built real wealth for her family through steps you can copy. Camilla is on a mission to help thousands of people just like you build true financial stability. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Quiet Wealth Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. And today I'm excited to talk to you about how to find $50,000 to invest. Last episode, I detailed out what happens when you invest $50,000 per year. So if you missed it, make sure you go back and listen to how powerful the strategy is. So as you listened to that episode, I'm sure one of the main questions that came to mind is about how and where to get the money to fund this investment decision. Many of you may already have the money sitting in your accounts. You're just kind of trying to figure out what to do with it, how to really invest it. But some of you may feel like you don't have the money. So I'm going to help you walk through this today to figure out that you probably do have the money to invest. And if you absolutely do not, I'm going to give you five strategies at the end to find that money. Now, passive income sounds fantastic, right? But you've got to set up your personal finances strategically so the distributions benefit you in the way that you want them to, right? Have you ever played the game Cover Your Assets? It's a fantastic one to play with your family. It's really easily learned. Everybody in my family loves it. Even, you know, I love strategy games and this one is not as strategic as as others. It's just a fun one that you can play with your family. So in the game, there's certain assets like jewels, homes, stamp collections, stocks, you know, a whole bunch of things like that. And one asset that always makes me chuckle is called cash under the mattress. Now you can imagine it's worth the lowest amount. And guess what's worth the most? Yep, homes, of course it is. If you only collect cash under the mattress, you'll never win the game. You have to invest that cash under your mattress so that you can win the money game of life, right? So the typical minimum investment in any of the investments that I offer is $50,000. Now, that might be more than you could scrounge up from in between your sofa cushions. I'm sure, I, well, I hate looking between my sofa cushions because that, that scares me. I've got five kids, people. <laughs> there's a lot of junk that builds up in there. But there's a there's planning and strategy that's required, okay? So remember, at the end, I'm going to give you five really easy strategies to find or generate that $50,000 you're going to need. You might be surprised, though, to find that there are at least three options for funding your real estate investment. Now, the option you choose really depends on your own family situation, your goals for investing, and what you plan on doing with the distributions. So there's not a one-size-fits-all answer. You're going to want to sort through the details so you can make the right moves before the next deal is ready. So the quickest and easiest way to invest is solo with cash. So this means entering the deal as an individual, right? You don't have a partner. It's just you yourself that are investing in the deal. 
and you're using money from your savings or other liquid assets, maybe you're going to liquidate some stocks and put it into into a real estate investment. So as a sole signee, you're entirely in control. You select deal, you sign the documents, you wire the money from your savings account into the deal, and you're going to receive the distributions directly into your personal account. You're also going to get all the benefits of the tax benefits of owning real estate. So there's no need for bookkeeping because you ha- you'll you get a K-1 every spring with all the information you're going to need for your taxes. And you can just simply hand that to your CPA. So when you, you invest your personal money, all those benefits like tax breaks, distributions, and other things are directly yours. Now, one thing you may want to think about though, as an individual investor is alternative forms of protection, like insurance or a trust. And I'll be dedicating a couple of podcast episodes to this, how to protect your assets. But at the bare minimum, you need to make sure you have a will in place with a designated beneficiary because the operator team doesn't collect beneficiary information. So if something unexpected occurs, you need to have that clearly stated in your own legal documents. And it's also a good idea to have some kind of document for people in case you do pass that they will be able to find and access your information. Now, the second way is maybe you want to invest jointly, either with a spouse or with a partner. So you can totally pool your resources together to get the $50,000 and invest in a real estate deal. It happens all the time. I have investors who do this a lot. Now, many people live in community property states and that means that all marital assets are jointly owned, regardless of it's it, if it's in one person's name or the other. So spouses could be required to invest together. They get the distributions and enjoy the tax benefits jointly, right? But it could get slightly more complicated with two signees required because both of you have to agree on the investment deal together. And sometimes it's hard to get your spouse on board and that sometimes it's hard to you know make these big decisions together. But it's still a pretty straightforward process. One of my favorite things is when I get on a call with an investor and they've invited their spouse to come and join as well so that then they're both jointly having this conversation with me. We're talking through their, both of their goals. I'm making sure to answer the questions of both spouses I don't know if you've experienced this where, you know, if one spouse just is, is driving the financial decision making and then they get questions from their other spouse and they can't really answer it because they don't fully understand it yet. It gets frustrating and it really prevents you from moving forward in your investment process. So you still have to consider asset protection strategies, right? What if both of you die and what's going to happen with your, with your kids, with your assets, your investments, et cetera? So you've got to have some legal beneficiary designations in place. So the third way you could invest is through an entity. And this is the one where I think you're going to be able to find that $50,000 pretty easily. So you can invest through a retirement account, like self-directed IRA, a QRP. You can invest through a trust or via an LLC. So depending on your state's rules and the advice of your CPA, remember, always check with your CPA. Any one of these could be a great option to invest in a real estate group investment, okay? Because those retirement funds going into the investment, they will still maintain all of the tax benefits by using that self-directed IRA. Or if you're using the LLC, that's another great way to do it, right? Because it has extra protections 
for a business because it's intentionally set up for investing. It typically just requires one signee, so it's pretty simple, but it does require filling some paperwork, which makes it a little bit more complicated. So you always want to check with a tax professional really familiar with your financial situation to see which choice might be the most beneficial to you. When distributions come for any of these entities, they go straight to the entity, right? The deposits will either go back into your retirement account or your business account. And if you're investing this way, really important to keep your funds separate because you don't want unexpected taxes or fees or penalties from accidentally withdrawing or using your retirement or your business funds. And then when you invest through an an entity, your level of asset protection is based on the operating agreement of the LLC, the trust, or the IRA that you're using. So talk to your account provider about rules about that and to make sure that you're investing correctly. There is a chance if you're investing in real estate group investments through a self-directed IRA, for example, that you could become liable for UFDI or UBIT taxes. So you really need to check on that with your tax professional. So now, which of these should you choose? What if you could do all three? What if you have the cash to invest or you could do it with a partner and you could like pull your funds and invest even more into the project or you could use your self-directed IRA? Well, it kind of depends on when you're going to need the cash flow and how you like how you want the tax benefits applied and what level of asset protection you're really looking for. So if you're interested in distributions and tax benefits being applied to you personally and you want cash flow to really boost your lifestyle right now, then an individual or a joint investment may be the way to go. Because maybe you want to use that money to fund your child's soccer club dues, right? So if you fund your investment with your personal assets, that may be the best because you're actually going to get the cash flow that you can use in your life. If you're more interested in building long-term growth and having the distributions really kind of bulk up a retirement account, then you may want to explore a QRP, a self-directed IRA, or even an LLC. Um, If you're intent on tripling your retirement assets within the next 15 years, so you can kind of live out your dream lifestyle in your elder years, then one of the entity type options might serve you the best. Now, a lot of factors are going to affect your choice, like if you're married with kids, which state you live in, how old your kids are, if you have large purchases on the horizon, when you're hoping to retire, what you plan to do with the distributions, and what kind of designations you require for your heirs. Now, as promised, I told you at the end of this episode, I'd talk about what happens if you're tight on cash, because you might be tempted to wait to invest. I mean, that is one way to handle financial stress but it's not the best way. Instead, what you wanna do is find small amounts of money every month, which you can then put toward this significant investment. So I'm gonna give you five strategies that work great. Number one, eliminate unnecessary subscriptions. Now I'm recording this episode at the very end of 2022. And this is something that I do every single year at the end of 2022, because those subscriptions, oh, they can get you. And they drive me crazy. So I just yesterday, I sat down and I'm putting together my financial plan for my family. And I documented, I went through all of my expenses and I found all the recurring expenses or subscriptions or things like that. And I've put them all in a spreadsheet 
And I've totaled up how much that is costing me per month for these subscriptions. Then I'm going to go back through and look at every single subscription and really analyze, do I need this for the coming year? There's things in there that I accidentally signed up for and didn't realize I was still signed up for. They're just coming out of my bank account on a monthly basis. Some of them are as small as $9 a month. Some of them are as high as $300 a month. And so I really need to go through and look at, are these expenses that I really want to continue paying for? If not, could I cut it in half so that I can have another an extra thousand or $2,000 a month to invest? So that's a really great one to do. It's a really great financial exercise. I like to call it like financial cleansing. You need to stop all the leaks that are happening in your finances. And pretty sure you have the same issue that I do, that you accidentally signed up for a subscription you didn't mean to. Number two, cut out impulse purchases. I know we're all guilty of this as well. And here's a great trick that I learned. You use a, a shopping board on your fridge, right? So put a paper on your fridge. And if you find you want something, you're going to write it down. Just write it on that paper. Then it's out of your brain. It's not going to be keep, you know, you're not going to keep ruminating on this purchase, this thing that you want. You just have it right there on the fridge and just continue putting stuff on the fridge. So as you go through this month, things that you want, like I want a new iPhone. Okay, throw that on the fridge. Oh, I really want new pans for my kitchen. Okay, throw that on the fridge, right? Just write it on your paper. Then at the end of the month and after you have set aside money for investing, by the way, this cannot happen before investing. If you have leftover money, you buy. Pick something and you buy it. Hey, I'm not advocating. I don't like the lifestyle choice of just totally depriving yourself of the joy and happiness of spending money. I think that's actually a really harmful way to view money. Because remember, money is a tool and the tool can bring us joy and happiness. But if we don't use it right, it's going to bring us pain and anger. We're going to get mad at the tool. So we need to use it correctly. And part of using it correctly is buying things that you like and enjoy. It's not always depriving yourself of everything that you want. But it's also not buying everything you want just because you want it, right? You have to be smart about how you use your money. So it's a great idea. Cut those out, those impulse purchases. Number three, find a side gig. I did a whole episode on this and you can look back and, 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 you know, take that episode. I'll, I'll link to that episode in the show notes about the side gigs and how to really increase your income. I also have this incredible guide called the 20 Next Level Side Gigs, because remember, we're talking level two here at Quiet Wealth. Level one, you've already accomplished. We want to move on to level two. So in this guide, so finding that side gig, that can be what will generate the investment money that you need to be able to go and make a really powerful investment and get that $50,000 every year. The side gig is probably one of the best strategies. Number four, this one might surprise you, clean your house. Yes, I said clean your house. If you are disorganized, you can't find things, right? And so if you need a tool or you need something, you have to run to the store to buy more things. And then the clutter just keeps building up and building up, building up. One of the ways that we avoided clutter was moving often. (laughs) We would move about every 12 to 18 months. And moving forces you 
to declutter because you're looking at all this stuff like, do I really want to pack all of those things? So if you have so much junk too, you're going to be tempted to rent a storage unit, which will again cost you money. So use up what you have and then sell your old stuff. This is a great way to generate more money in order to invest. So get that house clean. January is a great time to do it. You know, when you're looking at a fresh new year, you want to start off the year fresh, start off with a clean house and then also generate money from all of that stuff that's been sitting around. It doesn't need to sit around anymore. It can be put to use. And finally, number five, and this one I'm also guilty of, is consolidate old 401ks. This is on my list to do because I had two jobs where I had 401ks that I have not yet consolidated. So I need to do that at the beginning of 2023 so that I can then take that money and invest it into a real estate group investment. So I'm looking forward to doing that. So look around. Do you have old 401ks that are sitting around like I do? that you can then consolidate into a self-directed IRA, which will put your money to much more powerful use. And then you can put it into a real estate syndication, fancy word for group investment, and get that money working. So I know it's tempting to feel to wait till you feel like you're in a better financial position, but remember the value of time you need to invest now. Now, you don't have to be a big shot to get into this stuff, right? All you have to do is join the Steady Stream Investor crew and have a little chat with us about your investing goals, what you're looking for, and how you see these types of investments moving you toward the lifestyle you've been dreaming of. And then we can share our upcoming deals with you. I'll put a link to the in the show notes to, to join the Steady Stream Investor crew and set up a call with me and my team. But we would be so happy and honored to talk to you about how you can really move your investments forward. The deals do tend to fill up fast, right? So take some time to think about kind of whether you would be best to invest individually, jointly, or through an entity. But once that legwork is done, you're going to have your, your capital ready, and we can help you find the right deal that's going to will match your goals. So that's what I have for you today. Thanks for joining Quiet Wealth. Please share this episode with a friend and go find your $50,000 to invest. I'd be honored to help you do that. Bye for now. Thanks so much for joining us on the Quiet Wealth Podcast. If you want more, head on over to camillajeffs.com slash podcast to get the show notes and dive into other juicy episodes. While you're there, be sure to grab the free guide to building wealth. And if you know a friend who is struggling with money, please send this episode to them. Let's share the wealth in as many ways as we can. Until next time, wishing you much success.